Where do you go to write? It's a question I've been putting to writers for a little under a year now. And this is our final pit stop, where we meet Patrick Lenton. He's a playwright, blogger and fiction writer with an impressive pedigree. I don't tend to write theatre in public spaces because when uh, my plays are really heavily um, dialogue filled, like probably overly dialogue filled. Um, and when I write that, I actually have to do the voices while I'm doing them. So if I was sitting there being like, no, don't touch that in the cafe, I would probably be kicked out. One of my housemates knocked on the door and was like, are you okay? Because <laughs> I was going, <laughs> sometimes I don't even really enunciate what I'm doing. It's just kind of the tone or the, you know, the pitch of it. Hello, my name's Patrick Lenton. I am a uh, writer of short comedic fiction, mostly. I uh, have a blog called The Spontaneity Review, which I write for a lot, and I also um, am a regular contributor to places like Junkie Magazine and uh, Spook, um, and I also write the Rory Gilmore reading challenge for going down swing. When I have deadlines, um, I find that it really, 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 really helps if I get out of the house and then uh, look like a bit of a wanker sitting in the corner of a cafe with my laptop um, because I find that, well, usually I don't have the internet there, which is really important because otherwise I'll just, you know, managed to be on Twitter the entire time that I'm supposed to be writing. Um, but also I feel like everyone's watching me and judging how much I'm writing, um, which I'm, I know is insane, but it really helps because, uh, you know, I look over and I'm thinking, they think that I'm not going to finish this story. Well, <laughs> I'll show them. So, uh, yeah, definitely cafes or, you know, public spaces. <laughs> but I do understand that idea of the performative nature of, of actually sitting down and writing. I think, um, I think a lot of the rituals that writers um, sort of have for themselves is kind of performative in nature to put them in that headspace. Like, I know a lot of people will set themselves up with everything they need, their, you know, their cups of tea, their snacks and everything like that. And, you know, it's almost like, um, you know, you have to go through the different stages and then suddenly it clicks on. They're like, okay, now I'm writer, you know. It was an accident, um, a, a really weird, happy accident. Um, I studied creative writing at uh, the University of Wollongong. And while I was there, I basically got shanghaied into doing a, um, a writing for theatre course over summer, uh, so not even as a normal class, by um, uh, Van Badham, the playwright. She, was, um, she used to teach these amazing um, summer uh, playwriting courses, which were just out of this world. Um, they were so so engaged and so interesting. Anyway, she was a very forceful personality and I wasn't very forceful back then. I was just kind of happy to drift along and she was like, Lenton, you're doing my course over summer. I'm like, oh, I don't really like theatre, you know, and she's like, no, 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 you're doing it. And I'm like, oh, all my friends are doing it. Okay, yeah, sure. And it was great. Um, and, uh, and a 
play that I wrote during that, which was ridiculous, she thought was very funny. And, um, and only, like, a month or two after that course, while I was still at uni, she, um, she called me up and she's like, oh, my, um, my little theatre company, which was a weird German name, the Gemeinschaft Dogs, that's right, um, we've, we've just been given a, um, a slot at the old Fitzroy Theatre in, um, uh, Woolloomooloo, uh, and it's in, like, a month. Uh, and, um, and you're going to write me a play. And, um, and I was like, okay, that, that sounds okay. You know, um, and then I somehow wrote a play within a month and she put it up and, uh, you know, and helped me sort of go through that. And I was doing all sorts of other weird things like uni working and also, um, traveling the country in a poetry boy band at the time. I, I've never been a poet, um, even though I was in a poetry boy band, that was a, it was, we were technically a, a comedy troupe, um, and our shtick was that we, um, did kind of, uh, humorous and parody sort of poetry, like we were a, uh, kind of classic 1990s boy band, not so much the modern day One Direction style, they're a bit too suave for what we were, we were going for the kind of really dorky, um, like not even Backstreet Boys, they were a bit too good for us. NSYNC? Like, NSYNC maybe, yeah, they, they, they used to go for some weird like matching denim outfits and stuff. We wore matching purple shiny suits when we were on stage. Really? Yeah, um, but the other three guys in the band they were actually great poets um, and also very funny writers, whereas I just came in and uh, attempted to rhyme every so often while thinking of other funny things that we could, you know. What was the name of the, the band? The Bracket Creeps. Where did that name come from? Um, <laughs> it's the most underwhelming story in the world, but it's a tax term and, um, and one of our members, Jimmy, um, said that it that it sounded more like um, a problem you have in poetry where the brackets sort of just wander all over the page. And um, and I thought that was funny that it probably is. So I was like, yeah, 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 we've got we to gotta have that name. And everyone's like, ah, I suppose. So. <laughs> we were together for like three and a bit years. Um, and we... Like, we didn't quite break out because it was always that thing of, you know, we, we didn't quite know where our trajectory was. I, I think if I was going to do it today, I'd actually know what we should be doing it, but we spent a lot of time doing really strange, strange, strange gigs that didn't really take us anywhere and probably didn't pay us anything, and you know, but it's, a, it's just a really funny story now. And then, and then we <laughs> broke up really badly, like most boy bands do. You know, there was a fist fight on Threadbow, um, like Threadbow Mountain. Um, wow. Yeah, I wasn't involved. I was, um, I was generally the one who was back at the hotel room having a sleep. But um, you know, so the, the bandmates actually yeah thought, yeah had a had a had a bit of a punch up. Do they talk to each other still? Um, yeah, like I, um, I think everyone's still pretty close. I see. Um, 
uh, two of them at least quite regularly, and um, and the other one he's like he's still around Sydney and he's lovely. But um, I don't think like we had an aborted attempt to get back together, uh, maybe a year or so ago, um, and we did like one poem back on stage together. But we reunion tour up. And yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> we forgot like most of the words and everything. <laughs> remember this um, one bit uh, that my mate East wrote because it's just genius but um, it's a, from a poem that we called MC Envy and, um, and it starts off it's like um, well I'm two parts poets and I'm two parts gin I got seven out of seven of the deadly sins I got fluffy long hair and a wicked grin but right now I'm a bottle with the message in And you can read more about the bracket creeps and Patrick's writing on his blog, The Spontaneity Review. Well guys, that's the last instalment in the Writers of Workspace series. Shout out to everyone at Writer's Block and for you for listening. Remember, you can always find the blog at thewritersblock.net and catch up with all of the Blockcast episodes on iTunes.